are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. So we're going to kind of switch it up a little bit tonight. We're going to do our rookie breakdowns after we do our Dynasty segment. Again, I'm Michael Bauer, joined by Nate Christian. We got Phil Porkman Simmons, and we got Chevin Nooney down in the corner there. So hope everybody is having a good night or a good day, whatever time of day you are listening to this. So let's get into it. I got to get my show sheet that i printed out here so we're going to be talking about some look here's the thing i don't know if we're if i'm still having the computer problems or not i think i got them figured out so until i know that i have my computer problems figured out i'm printing out a show sheet so love it fuck them trees so let's talk about (laughs) trees i always make sure i click the explicit button every time i upload this podcast so um let's talk about some quarterbacks shall we and we're just going to break it down so basically what we did was um bob forced us to do all our rankings for every position and we had to dm (laughs) them to him separately and then he puts together a consensus quarterback list and then throughout the next couple weeks we'll be doing running backs wide receivers and tight ends um i asked him if we could do punters and he didn't respond to me so Shows how he feels who, about the who's your proves oh, your partner one oh one then. Uh, I was just saying it to be a dick. He's <laughs> I'm Australian. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. My favorite was when Sav Rocco was the punter for the Eagles, and his oh. nickname was Shankadile Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic nickname. So let's get into it here. Um, okay, so our quarterback one consensus quarterback one overall is uh, Malik Willis out of Liberty. So, Sean, you got a graph. There you go. There's a graphic from Malik Willis thing. Sean, um, put in the private chat what you're eating them, by the way. I'm always curious what you're eating when we're doing the podcast here. <laughs> all right. So, um, Chev, Pork, and Nate, he's actually all of your quarterback one. He's not mine. Mm-hmm. I know that's a massive Duh. surprise to all of our listeners. But so he comes in consensus one overall. So why don't you guys each just briefly explain why he is your QB one? Yeah, for me, it really comes down to fantasy upside because mm-hmm. Malik Willis is, is not my wide receiver one with a tape grade. Wide um, receiver one? He's not my quarterback one. He's not my wide receiver one either, but he's not my quarterback <laughs> one either uh, with his tape grade. I actually have Kenny Pickett and Sam Howe over him uh, with just tape grade. But when we look at fantasy football, we're swinging for upside, and there's not a single player – at that position in this draft class that has as much upside as Malik Willis. Um, between his arm, just the throw that he's been making, the the character that everyone keeps mm-hmm. talking about that he is, you know, mm-hmm. it seems like he has a lot going for him and the hype is building. The draft capital is probably going to be the first guy taken off the board. Everything is coming together like a perfect storm for Malik Willis right now, and you can't ignore that. So with, you know, the clear investment that a team is going to make for him, and hopefully if they can use him to his strengths, uh, you know, get him outside the pocket, get him, you know, making some throws down the field, you know, let him be used in the rushing game. I mean, he could be a fantasy football stud. We've seen quarterbacks who aren't that great, i.e. Jalen Hurts, still be productive in fantasy football. Mike can tell you all about that later. But as for now, I think Malik Willis could become a much better quarterback than Jalen Hurts could. I think Malik Willis has a lot more tools and traits that lead to a higher level of quarterback play than Jalen Hurts. And the floor for these guys, his Konami code quarterbacks, is just so high that uh, he's got to be my quarterback one at this time. I do want to take a brief minute before we get to Shevin Pork and say, speaking of Konami code quarterbacks, Andy Dalton has signed a contract with the New Orleans Saints today. So, yes. We'll just, we'll go. Chev, your thoughts on Malik Willis? <laughs> Oh man, Andy Dalton, that guy. Uh, Malik Willis, man, I really do like Malik. He's got a lot of athletic ability that 
I think if he goes into the right system, he gets a coach that can really teach him some of the basics, some of the footwork drills that he can Im- improve on. But you can just tell this guy wants to get better every single day, it seems like. Goes to the senior bowl, does a great senior bowl. Goes to his pro days and uh, the NFL – what am I looking for, boys? What word? Combine. NFL Combine. Combine. Yeah, that's ex- that's exactly it. And he goes out and shows out. He shows his character. He shows his athletic ability. He shows everything that he needs to show. And he just loves to get better, it seems like. He's just a guy that wants to be the best at his position. And, yes, he played at a small school. Yes, he didn't play against the best competition. But you can tell he is a competitor. And that's something that I think a lot of teams are going to be looking for in this draft, especially the ones that – don't have their quarterback ready. The Detroit Lions, the Carolina Panthers, like they're all going to be in a battle for this guy. And so you might have to go up to number one just to get him if that's who you really want to take. Because I think the Lions could be that that team to take him. But Malik Willis, he's got a little bit to work on. But I think with his character, with his ability to just work hard and get better every single day, I think that's going to make him a really good quarterback for fantasy. I mean, we've seen it. Josh Allen gets a coach that believes in him and makes the offense around him. Josh Allen is a guy that struggled his first year. He was all right. But that second year, played to his best abilities, and look at him now. He's an incredible quarterback that we're taking 101 in super flex drafts. Yep. Let's not forget, Malik Willis was recruited to Auburn. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's mm-hmm. an SEC school. They definitely see some sort of talent there. So I'm not really worried. About- Bo Nix. Look, man, um, Penn State also <laughs> chose Sean Clifford over Well Levis, too. So, you know. A lot of times these coaches stick with their guys. It's, it's unfortunate, but Malik Willis got a chance to go somewhere and start, and now he's a potential first overall pick in the draft. Phil, what are your thoughts on Malik Willis? Yeah, um, as you brought up Auburn, it, it kind of uh, made me think of a guy you can kind of compliment to a little bit. It's kind of like a Cam Newton. I mean, seeing see how he runs in the backfield, he has the strength to, to get off with them. He, they say he has thick thighs, so he's like the guy that could just run around and have like a good contact balance to the bounce off of some defenders. But I think what he has a little bit over Cam is his accuracy and his arm strength. And I love that a lot about the guy, but I think the best attribute for him that really propelled him up the draft boards is his character and able to be a sponge and learn everything really, really well. Um, so at the senior bowl when he was with Dan Campbell, it was nothing but glowing remarks about the guy. Just not about not about the football aspect of the game, but him as a person, him as a character thing, and then as well as him giving that that homeless guy whatever he had in his bag just because. I know it seemed a little weird because it looked like it was staged, but I, I don't think it was. Um, I just think that was just him and his his how he grew up and whatnot, but um as as the football aspect of it i think this guy can be uh, not gonna uh, all pro type but i'm not gonna say hall of fame yet because i want to see a little bit more but as an all pro quarterback going to detroit and they're putting weapons around him like if i think he goes to detroit at two by the way but if you have deandre swift with a uh dj chart that they just signed and tj hawkinson i think the sky is the limit for this guy all right Make so sure you don't forget Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, that's Amon right. Ross. Exactly. I was, saying, I was just saying, like, you know, just notable guys that that fit the system and fit his arm strength with with, with DJ Chark with that 4-3 speed. All he got to do is throw the ball up, and DJ Chark's going to get open downfield. Yeah. Yeah, I don't hate that. So, um, you know, one of the things that we were going to touch on for Malik and then uh, Kenny Pickett, who is our consensus number number two quarterback here. I'm just going to go ahead and combine them together because they're kind of the same thing here. So Sean, if you want to go ahead and put um, Kenny up on the screen here, I have him as my consensus quarterback one. I've had him there since I scouted him. Yes. I know obnoxiously I've had him there. If he gets drafted by the Eagles, it's probably just don't follow me, but don't unfollow the show. Oh, Cause that would really hurt my feelings. Um, <laughs> so why am I lower on Malik Willis than these guys? It's not really that I, I like Malik Willis a lot. I really do. I think he's a fantastic quarterback. Um, he can run, but he looks to throw the ball first, which is really important to me. And, you know, the fact that uh, Phil likened him to a sponge, that's just fantastic. I mean, he's going to be living in a pineapple under the sea before we know it up there in Detroit. <laughs> but the thing is, Kenny Pickett 
is pro ready right now. The likelihood of Kenny Pickett starting an NFL game for an NFL franchise is much likelier, in my opinion, right away than it is for a guy like Malik Willis. If Kenny Pickett goes to a place like Pittsburgh, I think he's the day one starter. If he would go to Philadelphia, I think there's a chance. I think if he went to Philadelphia, it's still Jalen Hurts' job to lose. Um, but I don't think Jalen Hurts has ever actually beat a playoff team for the record. So um, probably about halfway through the season, Pickett would be the starting quarterback. Well, what's up with the hands, Phil? It's a true fact. Yeah. I don't know. He's 9-2 against non-playoff teams and 0-9 versus playoff teams. There you go. I don't know. So that being said, Kenny can make all the throws. He's mobile enough. I'm not worried about the hand size. Joe Burrow has smaller hands too. Um, he went to a Super Bowl. He's pretty good. So I just don't worry about any of that stuff. He's got the swag. He's got the moxie. You know what I mean? He's a little cocky, which I like. I like in a quarterback, to be honest with you, you know. Kind of reminds me of Joe Burrow, just in his demeanor. Joe Burrow, to me, is a better all-around quarterback than Kenny Pickett is. But demeanor-wise, I like Kenny Pickett a lot. And uh, I think he's a starter from day one. So that's all that they wanted us to talk about for – oh, all right. Well, that's fair enough. Also, these two gentlemen here, both Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett, both projected first-round draft capital. Again, courtesy of NFLMockDraftDatabase.com. If anyone from that site is watching this podcast or listening to it, we are not sponsored by you, but you could just follow me on Twitter at RewindCEO and get my DMs if you would like to be. Let's go to our quarterback three now, shall we? And that is Matt Corral. All right, so apparently I am the highest on Matt Corral, and I have him at my quarterback two. I do. So I'm going to discuss what makes him quarterback two for me. So... Again, I like Malik Willis. However, and yes, he was scouted or recruited into the SEC. But Matt Corral played his entire career in the SEC. He's able to beat out the guys that were there ahead of him. He's got a great arm, super mobile, reads the field well. My only concern with Matt Corral is I feel like he's going to be a walking CTE case in five years if he does not learn how to slide. Like, I'm watching this dude just take hit after hit after hit above the shoulders, and it's like, how have you been playing football this long and you don't know how to slide? That's really a concern for me. But that being said, I just think physically he's a little bit more gifted than Malik Willis overall. Although Malik's arm might be just a touch better, Crowell's got a cannon too. I saw him launch a bunch. I saw him launch a bunch in this one game that they were playing. It was really rainy, and he was just letting it rip. So um, Corral is my number two. Nate and Phil, apparently Matt Corral is your lowest quarterback, or you guys are the lowest on him out of all of us. So, Phil, why don't we start with you? You can tell us why you are lower on Corral than us. So with, with Corral for me, it's more of a – fundamental thing like I, I see him fundamentally he has the tools to do so but for some reason the numbers don't add up so you have you have the uh, players to do so but when it comes down to it it seems like when you really needed this guy to perform he's not performing and for me I know we his arm strength is good drop back is good but then when it came down to him making a decision it seemed like for me personally, he looked to run more when his guys were open. Um, I was looking at some film today and it was like those guys just wide open. And then, like you said, I don't know if he's chasing the targeting rule or not, but if he waits to slide like that in the NFL, he's not going to make it. So he has to be a whole lot smarter than that. So like for me, I just, I have Willis and Pickett over top of him just because of decision making and I like their tools better at, at, at this stage of the game. I'll tell you what, if you're a quarterback and you're searching for the targeting rule, man, you're gonna be in a lot of trouble. I'll tell you that. That's what but that's what it looks like. Fair enough. Uh so let's see, Nate, you're also lower on corral as well. Yeah, I've talked about this before. I, I just want to mirror a lot of what Porkman said, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think he's more of an athlete playing quarterback than an athletic quarterback. Uh, I just think there's a lot of inconsistency with Matt Corral, um, you know, up and down the field, just not a consistent quarterback. 
not someone that jumped off the tape and, you know, made me think that he was that special. I don't see a first round quarterback in my eyes. Um, like everyone said, the rushing, you know, he's got to be a lot safer. That's something that, you know, hopefully can be coached out. But just from an actual quarterback standpoint, you know, I don't, I don't think he did uh, great, you know, looking down the field. He had a couple guys he really liked. That offense is built to have quick throws, you know. So we didn't get to see him really read the defense, mm-hmm. go through multiple checks. And now that's just what the offense is. Yeah. I remember a couple of years ago, I was really low on Justin Herbert. And – I had similar issues with Justin Herbert, and that was mostly because of the scheme at Oregon. You know, it was, it was not a good offensive scheme to show off Justin Herbert's traits. And I do think Ole Miss is a pretty decent scheme for quarterback show off traits, but I don't. I think you know Matt Corral isn't a top-notch quarterback prospect, and they did well to have him in that scheme. He performed well. He had good wide receivers. Uh, you know, he had Elijah Moore last year. But overall, just not enough jumping off the tape to me, um, just with the accuracy, the inconsistencies. Uh, and for me, just just not my guy. I mean, I'm not going to hate him. You know, if he goes in the first round, I think, you know, there's a chance he can develop in something good. But I see more of a Daniel Jones at, you know, his ceiling than anything else. Well, there's still some Daniel Jones believers out there. So you know. never know. Um, also, Matt Corral's first he's first round draft capital as well. Um, so yeah, I could see him slipping out though. It's always possible. But let's talk about our next guy. So Sam Howell, Nate, we're just gonna leave you right there. Apparently you <laughs> and Pork are the highest on Sam Howell. I'm very so, surprised to hear that Pork's there with me. Yeah, I, I was a little bit too, but why is he I'm not I'm not that high. <laughs> you just look like you <laughs> when you when we say you're That's high cool. on him, like where is he ranked for you guys? I'm just curious. So Sam Howell, um, I, three. I believe he's my quarterback oh. three as well. Let me bring mine up. I think he's four for me. But that just shows that shows how about the quarterback class as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Nate, let's start with you. Uh, what do you like about Sam Howell? Yeah, Sam Howell. You know, I've I've, I've said it once. I've said it many many times. And he's got a lot of Baker Mayfield in him, and I still like Baker Mayfield. I know a lot of people have soured on Baker. And I don't think, you know, that kind of player is ever going to be a top-notch player. But I think Sam Howell gives you a really safe floor compared to most of these quarterbacks. Next to Kenny Pickett, he's probably the safest quarterback in this draft class. He's a guy that can step in right away. If you surround him with weapons and a good run game, good offensive line, he's going to perform well. He's going to get the ball to where it needs to go. He has a nice deep ball. I like his arm. And he can he can run. Uh, he ran for like 800 rushing yards this year. Um, the tape wasn't great this year, but that was – a scheme thing as well. You know, you got to take context in a lot of times when you're scouting. He lost all of his weapons last year. So this year is the whole one read and then tuck and run. Two years ago, we saw Sam Howell uh, look down the field, go through reads, you know, check down when needed. He wasn't just tucking and running. And I think we're going to get back to that Sam Howell at the NFL level because the team's going to surround him with some talent. And he's going to give them a floor that they, they feel comfortable with and they can develop him from there. And he's got enough traits. He's got the big arm. He's got the rushing ability that, you know, a team could see a, a high upside for this guy. So between the safe floor and the pretty decent upside with Sam Howell, uh, he's my quarterback three. I If he gets the first-round draft capital, I'm going to be very much all about Sam Howell. I am a little worried, though, that he doesn't have an, anything special enough to be a first-rounder. Uh, in this draft class, that's kind of weak overall with quarterbacks. So he doesn't have the, you know, the tools, the physical traits that Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter does, and he doesn't quite have uh, the production going into the draft that Kenny Pickett did. So um, I think he, in the NFL, might not be ranked as high. He might be the quarterback four or five, but if he gets that first-round draft capital, you know, I think all of it comes together to give me a very safe quarterback with some upside. All right, so uh, Phil, you were high on him as well. What are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts is from last year, I couldn't kind of had to just black out whatever I saw from this year and look at the year when they had Diami Brown, Javante Williams, Michael Carter, um, Daz Newsome, all them guys that show what kind of potential he kind of has. Um, because this year, I understand some of the stuff was one read and go, but I'm not going to say that he has rushing upside because that's just how the offense was set up 
if they're telling them if the first read isn't open, just run. That doesn't mean you can run. You run. You can run slightly faster, but you can get five to six yards a pop. So I wouldn't see that as his top attribute. Um, but for when he had those weapons and he had guys to throw the ball to when he was reading, reading whatever, he looked okay. I'm not going to say he was great. Um, that's why I have him at at three, and I have Corral at four. But um, when when he when he did progress and you know do what he was supposed to do, that deep ball to Brown was was one point. Uh, some of his intermediate mm-hmm. stuff was a little bit off, but when he when he threw the ball deep, he looked really really well, and his short passes uh, connected really well as well. So that's why I have him at three at this point. But I'm I don't think me personally in a four round mock super flex i personally am probably not taking them because i think this for me it's like only a two quarterback thing just me personally um i mean if he's available like late late i'll just take a stab at him and see what happens but for me it's just he's um i don't know it depends on what team he goes to if they have a ton of weapons i might take a shot but if if he goes to i don't know not jacksonville because they got trevor lawrence but if they got you know a booty team i'm not i'm not taking them jacksonville's a booty team <laughs> here for receivers now. I know, but they got Trevor Lawrence, so there's no reason for him to take him. But if he goes to a bad team with no weapons, he's he's going to be in purgatory. Yeah, and you know I'm happy with keeping Sam Howell in purgatory. Nate kind of hit my thoughts right on the head there. You know, he said he's just not really special enough, and I think that kind of encapsulates Sam Howell to a T. Well, we had, you know, what you, what you guys are saying is take away his most recent year, take that out of consideration. So you're telling me that he has to have lead talent to perform around him, mm-hmm. because Kenny Pickett has who? Who does he have? Uh, Jordan Addison. Yes. Uh, and who else? That was about it. Yeah, and Malik oh. Willis has guys that might oh, wow. not ever be drafted yet. Pretty these retired. guys are they're setting records at their respective schools. Mm-hmm. I just there's something about Sam Howell. You know what? Chev said something when we talked about Jalen Weidermeyer. I just don't see it, boys. And I just don't see it with <laughs> Sam Howell. If Sam Howell is the backup quarterback on my NFL team, I'm gonna be thrilled about it. If he's my starting quarterback, I'm probably looking to golf on Sundays, to be completely honest with you. I just don't I don't see a long and illustrious NFL career for this guy. He ran a 5-4 40-yard dash. Is that true, Pork? We just put 5.04 40-yard, not 5-4. Yeah. If he ran a 5-4, he wouldn't get drafted at all. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he got to be faster than that. He should be running a 4-4-40 if he's so mobile, Nate Christian. But I just, <laughs> I just don't see alone. <laughs> it's, hey, the 5-4 you know, was Jalen Weidemeyer. That was Jalen Weidemeyer. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. That's really bad. But um, that's, I mean, that's still terrible. Okay, well, you know, Pork, he put no perspective in in the chat here. We're talking about you Sam Howell. Know, you should know what we're talking about. You said Weidemeyer. I'll take Sam Howell's production over Kenny Pickett's all day. Really? Honestly, I mean, yeah, look at the production. From a Three 500 yards, touchdowns, interceptions look good. Under 10 interceptions every year. Over 25 touchdowns, it looks like. Kenny Pickett wasn't doing that every single year. Kenny I mean, Pickett was barely getting – Double-digit touchdowns. Like Sam Howell's sophomore season was just just nearly as good as Kenny Pickett's fifth year in college. Yeah, you can have all the Sam Howell. That's fine. I'm not saying I want to have him. <laughs> He's I'm just, just saying you know. the production is just as good. You were talking about the production about his fifth year. Well, Sam Howell's been doing it for three years. No, in my Sean, opinion, I don't want to make any bets. I'm not betting anything. All right, get out of here's here. Here's the thing: we we all Tuesday. know these quarterbacks are not the best we've seen that's not the best class for quarterbacks like well i'm not expecting sam howe to come in here and burn the world down like joe burrow or justin herbert like when we talk about their rushing ability too we're not saying they're michael vick we're saying they're a justin herbert rusher where he's gonna rush if he needs to he's not gonna run for 150 yards like lamar jackson or kyler murray could do it's just that's just not who these guys are i mean we're, we can't we, we we just gotta know that these quarterbacks are not as good well, I mean, we already know, but these quarterbacks are not going to be producers in their first year. It's just it's plain and simple. It's just not going to happen. If you're I'm looking for a guy saying, to start on your team, no uh, way. I still think Kenny Pickett's the only guy that you is most likely to start day one out of this. I class. agree with that, Mike. I, yeah, I, I just think he's the most pro ready. 
But you're he, he, he is the most he's the most pro ready, and he's the guy that's actually probably going to start week one over Willis. But Willis's ceiling is is higher than his. My hope for him is yeah. if he's a middle of the if he's a mid quarterback two or more, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a rookie, and he's he's yeah. not he's you know he's not the best rookie talent that we've seen coming in. So if he's like a middle of the pack quarterback too, with hopes of improvement, you know, depending on the team coaching staff scheme, all that good stuff, we're okay with that. You know what I mean? But at the same point in time, we should also tell people, and it's important to know, super flex drafts don't mean you have to draft a quarterback. If you're not a fan of this class, draft Garrett Wilson if you're if you're up high. Draft Brees Hall. It's okay. Just like it's okay if a quarterback is your highest-ranked remaining player, to take them at the end of the first round in a one-quarterback draft. It's fine, everyone. I mean, it would work out good if you drafted Kyler Murray or Joe Burrow. I mean, you're looking pretty solid for the next 10, 15 years. There was a a league that I'm in. I took Trevor Lawrence with my first-round pick in one quarterback because there was just a massive teardrop for everything else. So I took Mm -hmm. the guy that was the old sons Sons of dynasty. Like I remember that. And I applauded you for that because people were calling you a clown for it. That's And I was like, well, if he needs a quarterback, why not take it? Like I did need a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jake Luton. I did have Jake Luton. That was a good time. But (laughs) yeah. I remember starting Jake Luton one time. Yeah. I did it for the fun. Did it for the white. Let's move on. I did start Mike White. Once. I won a week last year where I started Mike White and Josh Johnson. <laughs> Love wow. it. Let's move on to our last quarterback, and that's it. Looks like we were all consensus on this, and that's Desmond Ritter at the quarterback five. Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. So, um, Chev, okay, I don't know how Bob's laying inside here. Chev, Nate, and Pork, you guys are going to discuss what I like, what you like about him, along with your concerns. And apparently, I'm going to discuss why Ritter or Howell should be fun. Bob, Chev, let's go with you. Yeah, I think Desmond Ritter, incredible athlete. There's obvious things that he has to work on. I think he's a little too herky jerky in the pocket. I think he gets a little scared sometimes when rushers are coming at him. I know he's a good athlete, but I don't think he's going to be breaking a whole lot of tackles or anything like that. He's going to be a guy that can elude the defense, but he's not a guy that's going to be breaking off these defenders and throwing them off him. Uh, Desmond Ritter is a guy – the, the passing motion for me sometimes is just a little goofy. The spiral is not super tight, and it's kind of like he's just like short-arming it most of the time too. And I think that's where a lot of his accuracy issues come into play because he's always trying to short-arm it and make it a precise pass rather than just letting it go and letting it fly. And that's why I think he gets into a lot of issues with his passing, in my opinion. And also just the fundamentals with his footwork. I mean, you can just tell sometimes where he doesn't take steps back. He just takes one step and tries to throw it. And he's always keying on guys. And and you're in the NFL, that's a pick six all day. If you're looking Mm -hmm. at the guy and you're ready to throw to him, I guarantee you pick six is going to come for Desmond Ritter if he continues that. Um, I think he's a great athlete. Obviously, there's things he has to work on. I am not convinced that – he is going to be a top quarterback in this class. I mean, I think that athletic ability is there, but I just think the footwork and the fundamentals, honestly, is just going to slow him down and not give him the chance to succeed in the NFL. And, I mean, where Desmond Ritter is going to get drafted, it could be late first. It could be in the second round. Like, I need you to come in and show me, like, you're going to be that guy. I need you to show me that you're working on what you're doing. And I don't know if Desmond Ritter – is going to be that guy for info teams and the short amount of time to do so it's going to be really tough for him in my opinion okay um and we don't have to go into that too much because we're actually going to be talking about him a little bit later um yeah. so chev i'm sorry chev you already went uh pork nate if you guys want to just briefly um you know what you like any concerns anything or why you have him above any of these other guys like we still got who else is still out there? Carson Strong is still available. Um, you got your Bailey Zappi, Brock Purdy. Your uh, Chase Garbers is still available. Your Caleb Ellaby, if you're so inclined. So what do you guys, you know, what are you liking about him as opposed to, you know, some of these other guys? Pork, how about you? Yeah, I just think for me, um, Desmond, he has the prototypical size for the next level. 
but he has a long way to go with just his few key intangibles. Uh, accuracy and decision-making just needs to tighten up. Uh, not, not a bit, but but quite a bit. So, I mean, he just – when you just key on one receiver too much, it was a, a big issue for me. Um, but, like I said, we don't want to go over too much, but um, just those one read throws, those are going to get picked off. Um, and even when he's trying to evade the pocket at times, it's just not a – it don't. It doesn't look good when it's time for him to throw the ball. He has the athleticism to get out there, but the footwork and the technique, it just needs it. It needs to tighten up a bit if you if you need if you need to uh, succeed at the next level. And the problem is too, like there is times where I see like an incredible player, like that was an impressive throw, but then the next two plays are mm-hmm. just like, what the heck is going on here? And sometimes the throws are just a little late, and you're like, "Damn, why is why you look so good on this one play?" And then what's missing the next two plays after that? Like, why can I not get consistency throughout? I mean, if I can get two for one plays, I'd be happy. But it seems like every, for every one good play, I have to get two regression plays before I get another one, right? Yeah, and uh, it, his arm strength is good, but like you know, his motion, the motion isn't that good. It's kind of long. And, you know, he has to, you know, tighten that up, bring it up to his ear a little bit so he can put some zip on that ball. But I think with Ritter, for me, it's all in between in between his ears. If, if he can learn how to read the defenses and not just look at the one, and I don't want to put that all on Ritter because that could be just the offense. That's how it's set up for him, like we were talking about with Sam Howell with mm-hmm. um, tucking and running after one read. It could be that. So it's something that he might be able to do, but – from from then on, I mean, he. I think he has a long way to go, and that's why I have him at five at this point. Nate, uh, your thoughts on Desmond Ritter? And I guess uh, you know we were going to be talking about him in this week's episode, regardless. So we're here. here we, are. we might as well. You know, he was going to be one of the, our breakdowns. So yeah, what are your thoughts? And then I'll close it out on Desmond, and we'll go to our next guy. Yeah, so Desmond Ritter, you know, I think he has a lot of upside, and I would not be surprised to see him end up being uh, one of the top two or three quarterbacks out of this class three years from now. Would Mm -hmm. I bet on it? No, No. but I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, He's got a lot of tools, and he really solidified that with the NFL Combine when he ended up running in a 4-4 and just – just looked good. He's got a lot of fight throughout the off season. He's done everything well so far. He's looking good. He showed that he's training. He showed that he can, you know, take some learning and work with it. And, you know, honestly, he's not a terrible quarterback on the film. He really isn't, but there's just the inconsistency between throws. There's the kind of throws that didn't end up being interceptions that very easily will be interceptions at the next level. And for me, I don't have Desmond Ritter as a first-round prospect. I think he's more of a second-round guy. But I think he's done enough, and he has enough traits, that a team that likes him could very well take him in the back half of the first, get that fifth-year option on his contract in case he works out. That is very, very, very viable option for Desmond Ritter here. But if he goes in the second round, not everything is lost for Desmond Ritter. We've seen some second-round quarterbacks come out in their second, third year, and you know, be relevant. The one most recent ones we can think of is Jalen Hurts. You now he's a second round quarterback. Toolsy sat behind a quarterback his rookie year, ended up being the starter uh, week one the next season. So you know, Desmond Ritter kind of could be that same kind of player where he sits for a year, um, maybe without all the controversy that Jalen Hurts had in Philadelphia. But he sits for a year, develops, and maybe he pushes for the starting job with a veteran quarterback uh, in year two. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Desmond Ritter. You know, I don't know if the Colts want to go get a backup for Matt Ryan that could push him for a job in two years. I, I think they want a bit more from him than that. But, you know, a veteran quarterback like that, you know, Desmond Ritter could sit behind, develop a bit, and he's going to need a year or two to get on the NFL and be consistent. But if he does that, I mean, he's got a lot of potential. He's got a lot of upside. He's got great rushing ability. You know, not that top-notch Lamar Jackson kind of rushing ability, but he's got plenty there. He's mm-hmm. definitely one of the rushing quarterbacks, one of the guys who has that Konami code aspect to him. He's not just a, a guy that can move around the pocket. And he's got a nice arm. You know, he can get down the field. We've seen some great throws from him in big situations, but just down the down. 
a little bit too inconsistent for um, us to, you know, throw up early first round pick on him. I feel like his best odds are like Pittsburgh. Get behind yeah. a Mitchell Trubisky. Get behind Trubisky for a year. For a year. Trubisky, maybe he goes on to play a second year with them, but that gives Desmond Ritter, I think, a little time to just relax, learn the game of football, and learn how to look off a player every once in a while. I think it'll be good for him. Nate, do you have a film score on uh, Desmond Ritter? Yes. Uh, my film score on Desmond Ritter is a 5.64. Okay. All right. And, um, Phil, apparently you have a film score that you'd like to share with us as well. It was close with you, Nate, actually, a 5.70. Look at you. Look at you guys. Chef, did you, uh, did you fill out a scouting card for Desmond Ritter? I have not filled okay. out a card for that man. Do you want to just make a number up? Five point six nine sounds about right for me. Five sixty nine. Before I get into my thoughts on Desmond Ritter, I do want to just mention six foot four, two hundred fifteen pounds. He is twenty two years old. He was a three star recruit, so he's projected to have second round draft capital. And again, that's courtesy of NFL Mock Draft Database dot com. Past season three thousand three hundred thirty four yards. I wish you would have thrown for one less yard. Thirty touchdowns, eight picks. Quarterback rating of seventy one point nine percent. Uh, 71.9, sorry, 64.9% completion percentage, 355 rushing yards, and six rushing touchdowns. Um, So I used to not like Desmond Ritter, and then I scouted him, and I kind of liked him a little bit more than I expected to. Uh, Good short accuracy, but he just puts a little bit too much on it at times. Throws his receivers open well and on point in the intermediate. Deep accuracy is typically okay. I have seen some uh, miscues there, but I do think that that's correctable. Arm strength is good enough, not elite. Usually doesn't force the ball anywhere. Footwork is decent enough. Field vision is not great. Uh, Like what Chev said, locks onto his first read way too often. Uh, They will definitely pick up on that at the next level. Nice timing on crossing routes. He's throwing the run, probably one of his best traits, in my opinion. Uh, Added that up with his mobility. And I don't think he's really that fast, but he knows how and when to use his speed. So I had him projected um, in the second round. I did fill out my scouting sheet before any of the trades in the offseason were made. Two of the places that I had him pegged to was Seattle and Indianapolis. My grade on him is a 5.10. So I am actually the lowest on him out of the whole class. That's just based on the film score. Like everyone said, if he sits for a year, I think he could be more than just a serviceable starter because I like what I see. So let's move on to our second prospect of the evening. But before we do, we should probably pay some bills. Here we go. Do you still want to draft but don't want to join yet another Dynasty startup? If so, it's time to check out Underdog Fantasy. Best ball platform season-long drafts for the 2022 season are now open. Now's the time to reap the benefits of being a Dynasty player that follows the NFL year-round. Support the Dynasty Rewind team and join us on Underdog Fantasy by using promo code Rewind when you make your first deposit and you will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 more to play with, boom. The link is in the description. We'll see you there. Are you looking for a new way to play Dynasty? Way to go deeper than just drafting, trading, and setting lineups? If that's true, it's time to check out DynastyOwner.com. DynastyOwner.com is the new and improved way to play Dynasty Fantasy Football at its deepest level, featuring new challenges like managing a salary cap, navigating player contracts, as well as setting your lineups. Sure, rookies are a value now. What about in the future? Build your dynasty around the cap and make the tough decisions when the time comes. New leagues are now forming. It's time to own your dynasty at dynastyowner.com. Let them know the Dynasty Rewind sent you by using the code Rewind. The link will be in the description. Are you looking to support the Dynasty Rewind team and enjoy your favorite live events at a great price? It's time to check out our friends at SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the leading mobile-focused ticket platform that enables fans to buy and sell tickets for live events such as sports and concerts. They search all the big ticket sites for you, analyzing thousands of ticket listings, and present the results using SeatGeek's deal score system and rate the best deals all in one place. They utilize 3D maps to make finding the perfect seat easy for you. 
Creating an account takes seconds. When you use promo code DynastyRewind, you will get $20 off your first ticket purchase. Sign up today and enjoy a game tomorrow. And lastly, do you, my friends, want some Dynasty Rewind swag? Make sure you visit ViridianGlobal.com, the only official merchandise company of the Dynasty Rewind. Make sure you use the promo code REWINDER, all caps, at checkout for 10% off all Dynasty Rewind and Dynasty Rewind only merch. Again, don't forget, ViridianGlobal.com is the only place that you will find official Dynasty Rewind merchandise. Thanks again, everybody. All right, that was a fantastic commercial segment, if I can say so myself. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to our final Incredible. prospect of the evening. Then we're going to get on out of here. And that is Jerome Ford, also from the University of Cincinnati. Five foot 11, 220 pounds, 22 years old. He was a four-star recruit, originally an Alabama commit. Um, a lot of people use that as a knock against him for whatever reason. He is projected to have fifth-round draft capital. 1,319 yards, 19 touchdowns. He averaged 6.1 yards per carry, 21 catches, 220 yards, and one receiving touchdown. Phil, I think you're a fan of Jerome Ford. Would you like to start us off? Yeah, for sure. Um, So with me for Jerome Ford, I have him – I've been known to draft him in almost all the mocks that we've done so far. Um, But I think he can probably be one of the surprises of the draft. I think – if he was in Alabama and, and was actually able to get some time to play, I think he would uh, would have excelled there and they would have had a little bit more eyes on him. Um, but for me, just to start with my film score, I have him at a 6.45, which is in between a good starter and a pro bowler. You're, um, you're kidding, right? I'm not kidding. This is what I'm talking about when I say Pork and I always usually agree on stuff. My film score is 6.45. Wow, that's crazy. This is BS. So, <laughs> and we and to to be to be quite frank with you guys, the people that's listening, I did not tell him my film score, and he just found out just as I said Liar. it. We would prefer I'm if you were serious. frank with us and not frank with us. For <laughs> reference, sorry I, to be for pork's sake. But plus for um, so for my athleticism, I think he has really good uh breakaway long speed. Um, his size, uh, he's five uh, eleven, two twenty. That's a prototypical NFL size for a running back. I think that you want, um, but I think I have his best attributes for me. It's his vision and his patience. Um, when he's in the backfield, um, he had a little bit of issues with the Cincinnati offensive line. Um, they caught him in the backfield a few times, but when when they are in the backfield, he does actually have he he's able to wait and wait enough so he can get in between those holes and 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 get in there properly so i really love that um i think the biggest thing for me um he doesn't really have that big a big enough of the elusiveness trait um but he's just pretty much a no-nonsense runner if he sees a hole he's going to hit the hole and go so uh so some people may take that as a knock i take that you know as you know those 10 to 20 20 yard shuttles shuttle runs when they run the 40 for me i think i think that's more important than trying to you know out like out juke somebody in the uh in the in the uh i can't even think of it right now but i'll juke somebody when you're in the middle of the field in the stadium um, so if, yeah you know what i mean in the country in the state <laughs> so in the open field so the hemisphere i, I <laughs> So I, I really love um, the whole really love solar him. system somewhere. <laughs> I, re- I really love him to go to a good team. I actually have him at a second to third round draft capital um, for me. And I think I have him in my top five uh, running backs as of right now, maybe like four or five I had to double check. But um, I think he can go to a team with a really good offensive line and he could be a, the, I think he can be the running back still this draft. Um, we all know he, he had the four star, four-star prospect recruiting he did go to alabama it's just it's too many freaking good people go to alabama so you got to go somewhere so you can shine and and get that so i don't understand why people say that's a knock um because the transfer portal as you can see has been helping people out these past couple years there's joe burrow we wouldn't have known how good joe burrow was in ohio state because there was other quarterbacks there that was playing well so um Look, I would I would advise for people who thinks they're low, look at the film again. The, this guy, he's a thick, thick, thick running back with speed. 
I'll take him any day of the week. Chev, your thoughts on Jerome Ford? Yeah, I'm probably not as high as Porkman on him, but I think he's a good running back. I think he does a lot of good things. Um, I don't see him getting past the second level or third level enough for me to be like super duper high on him. I don't think he can make those big runs and score those long touchdowns. I don't think that's part of his game. I don't think he's very elusive as well. Uh, he catches balls out of the backfield, though, and I mean, he gets what he can get. He doesn't have to always break it away. He's going to find the hole. And he's going to run for whatever many yards he can get. He's going to plow through somebody. He's going to run into them. Um, I just don't see him breaking many tackles. I think he's got a little bit of good contact balance, but I don't know. I didn't come away super excited about Jerome Ford being a top running back in the NFL. I don't see him getting anywhere near a Pro Bowl level, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, where would you think he would get drafted? Get drafted? Probably yeah. fourth round. All right. So the yeah. NFL mock draft database had him at a fifth. So you're you're close there. Um, yeah. I actually think that's low for him as well. And so far, consensus seems to be we're all a little bit higher on him than NFL mock draft database. Uh, Nate, what are your thoughts? And then I'll gush over my running back, Kenny Pickett. Um, I love the guy. What can I say? He's not my running back one, though. So I'm not going to knock Jerome Ford for not being as good as Najee Harris. You know, that's why he transferred. He's got Najee okay. Harris in front of him. That's a great point. Yes, it's Thank hard you. to get Najee Harris off the field. It is. It is quite difficult. He's he's very good. So Jerome Ford goes to Cincinnati, and he shows us that he's a good running back. He's got the good frame. He's thick. He's speedy. As Porkman said, I mean, that's that's a great combo there. He's got good play strength, and he's got great play speed. And with those two things combined, you know, that's a great basis for a running back to start off with. He's definitely got the long speed. He finishes runs. Mm-hmm. And with a lot of guys 220 pounds, they don't finish runs. And Jerome speed, Jerome Ford has that speed. Um, I think he has great vision. Um, he does well to find the holes in the offensive line and, you know, manipulate the second level defenders and, you know, make, make space for himself. He can create yards. And I don't think he's as great behind the line of scrimmage as Porkman. I wasn't super impressed with his patience. Mm-hmm. I think it was about average. Um, I think sometimes he didn't wait for his blocks to really develop. Sometimes he outran his blockers. So I'd like to see him work on that a bit. But you know where, where he really thrives, I think, is actually like in his power and contact balance. He's got a very low center of gravity. He's five foot eleven, so he doesn't have, you know, he's not like a five foot eight, five foot mm-hmm. seven running back who is a little bowling ball. But he's like a bigger version of that, mm-hmm. and you know that's impressive to see. He, he doesn't go down easily. He keeps his feet moving. And I know Mike's going to talk about that because he loves that. He has a really good pad level. So he wins with leverage often, which as a running back can really change the way you play the game. If you win with leverage, uh, you, you're going to do well at the next level. Um, so he really does everything well for a running back. I'm somewhat high on Jerome Ford uh, right at this moment. He's actually, he's actually my running back five. Um, so I don't see him as a stud at the next level, but I think he is the better half of a committee. And I think he can be an above average spot starter at times. I think, you know, if he was given a role, he would do well with whatever role he was given. He does have some pass catching upside as well. So he can definitely do that when needed. But I think he's more of a two down running back uh, of a committee, but he can be a very productive two down running back. So I I like Jerome Ford. I have him graded out as a 5.73. Um, I think he, you know, has the upside to be a good starter, but I don't have him as, you know, one of the top running backs in the league. So Jerome Ford is my running back five as well. Um, We're not going to talk too much about those consensus rankings. We'll get into that next week. Probably I should know that. You know, so a lot of people, well, why couldn't you get on the field at Alabama? Well, because you have to be like an elite level talent to get on the field at Alabama. Why couldn't he get on the field his first year at uh, Cincinnati? I can't remember the guy that was there before him. He was UDFA for Miami. Michael Warren. It was not him. It was after Michael Warren. There's another guy. Michael Warren. Jared Dokes. That's it. Jared Dokes. Because Jared Dokes was a decent collegiate running back. You can be good in college and then just. Jerome Ford got a lot of usage with Jared Dokes. They split pretty evenly, I think. Right. But, you know, some people question why couldn't he take over the backfield? Well, look, Jared Dokes was an upperclassman, and like I've said numerous times, 
to a fault, coaches happen to be, you know, they tend to stick with their guys if they can. Jerome Ford does everything that I like a running back can do. You're talking about not very elusive. He's a one-cut guy, no wasted motion. Really, he doesn't dance. He doesn't try to juke anybody out. He knows what his game is. He sticks to it. He's got good power. He's good enough speed for the NFL. He does not have superior long speed, like Chev mentioned, uh, where he's not going to really break a lot off in the second or third level. But that's okay because his touches are really productive. You know, he's not one of those guys where, you know, Barry Sanders was frustrating because it's like one yard, negative two, 30. Like you give this guy the ball, it's like five, 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 five. You know what I mean? You keep giving him the ball, he's just going to keep grinding you down. Um, he does have some nice stutter steps and shiftiness in the open field at times. Uh, uses his power properly. Vision and patience are fantastic, like Pork alluded to before. Those were some of my highest graded categories as well. Uh, pass pro is decent, but he, he's going to get manhandled against bigger linebackers in the NFL. He's just a, an extremely smooth, natural runner. And he can be a dangerous playmaker every time he's on the field if he is schemed properly. So again, my my score for him was 6.45. And it's one of those things where a guy like this, you could see him going, I have him going anywhere from the second to the fourth round because you just never know. There could be a team that gets high on him and they take him higher or he could slip a little bit too. Either way, I think he's going to be good value for whoever gets him. And I do think he's going to be part of a committee like Nate said, because that just seems to be the thing in the NFL now. So, yep. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. We just have to do our diligence and make sure that we draft guys accordingly. Draft the guys that score the most points. That's the best way to do it. Exactly. And if you want to score more points, you should head on over to patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. Make sure you become a rewinder for $5 a month. You can hang out with me in a group chat. It does not happen very often. So uh, that's going to wrap us up for this week. Come back next week. We have more consensus players to talk about as well as some more breakdowns so for nate pork chev i'm your host michael bauer until next time everybody be kind please rewind thanks for listening take me out of here sean thanks for listening to the dynasty rewind please make sure you subscribe rate and review and as always be kind please rewind